When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Give me that daddy butter. This is a tribute Give me to that Tim. daddy butter. Really grinding. Give me that today. daddy butter. Give me that daddy butter. You think this song will pick up the spirits? Give me that daddy butter. Once you Give me that daddy butter. <laughs> Give me that daddy butter. Give me that daddy butter. Give me that daddy butter. That banger. This still plays in the clubs, doesn't it? Give me that daddy butter. Every Friday night. Give me that daddy butter. Give me that daddy butter. Give me that daddy butter. There used to be more to it than that. I think this is the secondary remix. It's not from the SoundCloud. Give me that daddy butter. He's feeling more texture to the tune. I'm a stepdad. I'm a slut. Welcome back, Ryan Kelly. Morning after. Michael Bolger Studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, the Plowhawk Action Jackson with you. Ken Strode is out. And what is he doing, Doug? Tending the financials? I believe so. You know, Hubbard, we're we're just past the halfway point of the year, and I'm sure Hubbard. Uh, Corporate is looking at a lot of the numbers, and they need Iggy to, to pitch in. I think him and John check the books every morning just to make yeah. sure that their numbers match up. Yeah, and there's there's loans. It's an auditing process. Yeah. He's the Ernst and Young of yeah. Young of the corporation. It's a very large business with many tentacles, like and Iggy is handling the St. Louis tentacle. I like that. <laughs> uh, get involved with your tentacles. Texting in EDF group text inbox three one four eight eight one TMA five. Call in 636-9004-TMA, or you can email in the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design air. Heating and cooling email today, which comes your way at 945. Then Jackson and I will deal with a situation down the hallway at 10 o'clock. Randy, what do you call him, character, Doug? Character? Yes, Randy, character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He called me yesterday at 4 o'clock, and uh, he said, hey, uh, I was just kind of making fun of... Uh, the fact that you were out today, and I said a prayer on the air for you, that you were out playing golf, and uh, just in case it got back to you, I wanted you to know it was just typical radio BS, and it wasn't really like, yeah. he goes, but I know that audience can, you know, take things literally, and I said, you don't have to apologize. No. It was for, he was uh, joking around, but explaining, I suppose, is what he was doing. The tough thing is, if I miss a day on 101, then Randy has to do, Randy Brook and uh, Carrie and Matt Rocchio have to do the show. For an hour, yeah, probably pro bono if I had to guess. Yeah, but, but I'm not day. privy to financials. Yeah, and comp. Do you call comp or compensation? You I, like comp? No, I have more time than that. I just call it pay usually. <laughs> that's that's generally what I would call it. Yeah, you always feel bad in this business, in the media business in general. If you can't work for some reason, you feel horrible because you know that it changes somebody else's schedule on the line. That's right. And you feel we all feel. 
like we're irreplaceable to some degree. Like, what are they going to do without me? Oh, I don't feel irreplaceable. You don't? Well, just because but what would we do without you? Who's going to well, hit all I, the buttons? The reason I say that is because I have, you know, been on some furloughs <laughs> my day. And the world still don't got wanna, along don't just feel fine? I don't want to feel cocky about it, but I have been furloughed a couple times. And you guys have done, from what I heard, I don't really listen to the show when I'm out of the show, but a great job. So I love I love us as a unit, but you guys kill it. Yeah. I got furloughed a day at Channel 4. You really? We all did. did. You Every, really? Everybody got scaled back during right, really? COVID to a four-day week. And the, the extra pay for the furlough day that we got from the state, for most of us, was more than what our salary was. Wow. Can That's you believe a... that? <laughs> we said, how about you furlough me another day? Really, the state kicked in more money per day for that day we were out than what we would normally make per day. That's insane. Yeah, it's... I mean, we didn't complain about it, but you could see why the the numbers just don't add up. You do that over a large country like ours, and there's going to be some financial hell to pay at some point. I think we're feeling it now. But yeah, that, I didn't know. I didn't know they scaled back. I don't remember well, COVID in that was 2020. Just COVID. It feels like eight years ago, doesn't it? Like, but it also yeah, feels like ago. yesterday too. At the same time, like mm-hmm. sports with no audience. Remember that? Baseball with nobody in the crowds. Oh, it was cardboard horrible. cutouts. Yeah, the bubble. Everything was just weird. Yeah. And then they came back for a while, and there'd be 100,000 people in the stands and Southeast Conference games and nobody in the stands other places. Big Ten just <laughs> called off. Yeah. Odd time in our history. Yeah, it really was. Fans in the stands, clapping their hands, hearing the crowd. Come on, go fight score. Is it go fight score or go fight win? I, I just don't know. Uh, you can text in on it, uh, 314-881-TMA5, email in, design air, heating and cooling, email today, or call in 636-9004-TMA, uh, and get involved on said radio program and become a friend, a friend of the feather here on the program. Uh, here is Adam Wainwright on last night's festivities in Arizona. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Got you, dog. I know. I told and I told Adam and Ollie that my main focus today was besides winning was making sure I didn't embarrass them. You know. Um, so uh, no, I, I felt great. I felt that's the best I've felt all year, and it's not even close. Um, first inning, I was a little a little jumpy. The first guy, so cost us a run. But um, you know, other than that, I felt like I felt like I made pitches. I and I was actually able to get some life on there, get some good breaking balls, and locate some pitches. So I mean, you know. The, the scoreboard will tell you. Sometimes it's cheap hits and stuff, but most of the time the scoreboard tells you what your stuff looked like. So I think about many hits after that after that second inning. Yeah. Well, good for him because I was worried about that start. I thought, well, what happens if he comes out and gives up seven runs in the first inning? Thought that might what, be the end. What then? I think I'm worried about every start, you know, because his age and just you never know what yeah. you're kind of going to get with him. I think yeah. we've been spoiled with the – you know, 39, 40, 41 year old version of Adam Wainwright when he was, I mean, last three years outside of injury, he'd been really quite successful. Mm-hmm. So you just assume that one's going to be the trend. It's going to be really sad if he comes up with 199 wins. I, I don't think that's going to be possible. Certainly the organization will give him every opportunity the last two months. To well, if you can't win that can one last with. night, what he left it was five to two. You're going to have to set up his start with an immaculate, fresh bullpen. Like, that may be the only way to where you, you have a guy that can, 
you know hasn't pitched. In a That's couple why, days even and, I mean, again, none of this at this point matters, barring you know 0.01 percent chance. But uh, Jordan Montgomery getting through six innings and Zach Thompson getting him home on Sunday in Chicago was so important because you knew you had Wainwright starting. You know what I mean? The next night in Phoenix, mm-hmm. because otherwise the bullpen could be totally exposed. And considering the way Montgomery was getting rocked, that certainly looked like it was uh, really in play. Yeah. So the bullpen was fresh, but it didn't matter because it didn't hold on to Wainwright's uh, lead. And so he still sits two wins away. Doug, if you had to bet your bankroll on whether or not Adam Wainwright wins 200 games, where would you bet? I'll say he'll get it. Wow, look at you. Johnny optimism. He may still get. uh, He could get. Six starts? Yeah. I I hope it happens at home. I think he will. We're just so selfish in that aspect. I think it would be a. Kind of a cool moment. The picture that'll be taken, you know, they'll stop, probably stop, you know. I think that's just really a... I would say it's a 100% chance if he'll let them do it. I mean, he's he's that kind of guy that probably won't, but it could be a game where there's a guy that the Cardinals are up 7 nothing, 8 nothing, 9-2, something, in the going into the fifth inning, and they pull the pitcher and throw Wayne right in there for one inning. I was thinking that as well. he finishes the fifth, he gets the win. That I mean, it, it's it's hard to judge a game like that and keep it at the score it is, you know, and not have the other bullpen guys give it up. But, yeah, have them come in in relief in a game to where you can get the dub. That seemed very cheap. Yeah. Might be the kind of thing you do right at the end of the season. Yeah, if it gets down to not it. Not dependent yeah. race. No. Because you, well. And he may be a sure guy that says, look, I'm not going to do that. You put him in for another inning, let him get the start. Let him get the win. I'm not going to yeah. steal a win from him. But then maybe Marmel says, "No, we're going to take him on anyway." So, well, he's had some ready. blown, didn't he? Wasn't he close to one in twenty one year? He was two thousand nine. Yeah. I believe if they hold on to that lead, he wins the Cy Young. I, yeah. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. And it was Kyle McClellan came in to save it and and didn't and felt horrible about it. And, yeah, I remember that. Well, if he ends up at one ninety nine, the bullpen last night should feel Chris Stratton going to look himself in the mirror. I don't know how they look themselves in the mirror all year, and I don't even know who that guy is. Well, and there, there, there have been times Straighten, when the team scored four or five runs for him, and he couldn't get the win, so it worked, cuts both ways. Yeah, I hope there are no mirrors in the locker room. Because no one can look at themselves. <laughs> it's funny if Moselle, like a DeWitt, pulled every single mirror. Or, or put a mirror in every locker room, so you have to look yourself in the eye. Put him on the ceiling. Uh, Doug, uh, Jeff Passan is a friend of the program, and he has uh, written uh, this morning on MLB trade deadline 2023, what Passan is hearing one week out. He also broke his back. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. What, is it serious? It must not be too serious. He wouldn't still be writing articles. Uh, He is still writing despite the broken back. Uh, the kind of blockbuster that would transform this deadline rests on the whims of Artie Moreno, the L.A. Angels owner who will either rubber stamp a deal for two-way star Shohei Otani or spend the next two months praying the baseball gods smile on the Angels and grant their first playoff appearance in nearly a decade. For all of the other sure-it-could-happen deals, the New York Mets move Scherzer, Verlander, the Cardinals ship out Arenado, the White Sox go full punt and trade Dylan C. So Tani is the sun around which baseball orbits this week, especially. Uh, Doug, if you had to bet show, Tani gets traded. 
uh, you're betting your, your bankroll again. I would say no because the Angels are still in the wild card. They really cards. are in the wild card. Yeah, four I didn't realize out. how close they were until I was watching Ken Rosenthal's show yesterday. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, really you are. can't trade the best player of his generation four and a half games out of the wild card. You can't do that. I know if Marino you thinks he has a it. chance of signing him in the offseason. Well, I would think there'd be a chance to sign him. Yeah, so if there's a chance he thinks he can outbid the Dodgers. Yeah. But, but you could you could trade him and then still sign him. Well, that's true, too. Of all the players expected to move in the next week, the greatest concentration of talent comes from Chicago and St. Louis. While the Cubs have yet to fully commit to dealing away veterans, they're the only National League Central team with a positive run differential. How about that? Uh, even the slightest stumble this week could push them to move arguably the best pitcher available, Marcus Stroman, and the best everyday player. Cody Bellinger. The White Sox are clearly in unload mode with right-hander Lucas Giolito right there with Stroman and uh, relievers Reynaldo Lopez and uh, Kenyon Middleton headed out. Other free agents to be include Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, Yasmani Grandel, and Elvis Andrews, all possible candidates to move. And don't forget Kendall Graveman under contract for another year. 11 games back in the NL Central, the Cardinals are telling teams they plan to move left-hander Jordan Montgomery, right-hander Jack Flaherty, shortstop Paul DeYoung, and perhaps right-handed reliever Jordan Hicks with near-major-league-ready pitching their target. Whether they deal from their surplus of outfielders remains an open question for a market that includes the Yankees, Astros, and Marlins with Seattle and Minnesota also in tire-kicking mode. For now, the teams are asking Filet prices for what the industry regards more as chuck talent. Doug, do you no, like that line? I don't like it, no. Teams filet are asking prices. filet prices for what the industry regards more as chuck talent. There's nothing wrong with chuck, chuck roast. Wait, which team? The team's selling or the team's buying? <laughs> the team's selling are asking for filet prices, but the buyers say it's chuck talent. Yeah, well, that's Cardinals, probably. Cardinals in a nutshell. Probably the way it is every year, isn't it? Well, you then, like, like I say, things crystallize about an hour out of the deadline. The deadline and the ticking clock that accompanies it typically helps the parties find a happy medium. It just takes time. And with 20 teams either occupying a playoff spot or within five and a half games of one, that time looks likely to stretch into the weekend. So there you go. Uh, let's see if he adds anything else on the Cardinals. This article just posted. Yeah, the Padres are in a weird spot because they have some pitchers like Snell as a free agent. How likely is it for the Padres to get into a playoff spot? That's a mess. Steve Cohen can absorb losses. The Padres situation. Yeah, two teams that really spent a fortune in the offseason. Neither one going anywhere. Mets and Padres. Scrolling for Cardinal names, and I don't see any. I see former Cardinal Randall Gritchick mentioned. I would imagine Hicks is gone for sure. Don't you think? You would think somebody would really covet him. Yeah. I don't know how much you're gonna you're gonna get, but something's better than nothing. Unless they're worried about Helsley. I mean, they gotta have one of them as their closer. Yeah. Does it matter at this point? No, I trade them both. I don't care. Really don't need a closer when you're not close to winning games. Although yeah. they have blown like thirty saves this year, so Yeah. I think I want my text name to be Chuck Talent. That's from Glumpy Triple X. Jackson, are you accepting uh, text name changes? Sure. 
Glumpy Chuck Triple Talent. X isn't like really hidden anymore, so I think Chuck Talent is pretty good. Where did Glumpy Triple X come I, from? I knew a guy named Chuck Talent. <laughs> did you? Mm, Glumpy has been a texter for a while, and then I don't know why he had the Triple X. Maybe he's getting more risque. But either way. That's his shirt size, maybe. Teehee. Uh, either way, he can now be uh, Chuck Talent. Chuck Talent's brother was Senator Jim Talent. Oh, all right. I interviewed him on the podcast. Yeah. Great guest. Friend of the feather. Yeah. Kirkwood guy. Pioneer Proud, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a brother. Patrice Bergeron is retiring. Jackson, your thoughts? That's from Hunchback of Uncastle. Great oh. career, Patrice. I nailed it. <laughs> is that all you know about Patrice Bergeron? Yes. I know he played for the Blues for a little bit. Doug? I don't believe he did. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I How did. else would I have known that? Didn't I say he was retiring? No, you thought Pasternak was, who's yeah, like 27. We just signed a $90 knew, million dollar I knew, deal. I knew somebody was that would be a That would be a left deal. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, shout out to Patrice Bergeron. I don't think he played for the Blues. First ballot Hall of Famer. He didn't play for the Blues? No. Are I wish sure? this could have happened in 40 minutes. Oh, man. I thought he did play for the Blues. No. I'm thinking of Berglund. Rats. Different guy. Patrice Berglund. Berglund just kind of quit the sport, got traded to Buffalo, oh, and said, that's it, I'm out. John after okay. that. Well, shout out to Bergeron either way. Didn't yeah. he forget to put Buffalo in the no trade clause? Wasn't that something he ridiculous? Forgot. It's, it's like what, the Vikings what, what, missing What hell of an agent. <laughs> I think that's what the story was. I think his agent forgot to put Buffalo in as a no trade clause team, ended up getting traded to Buffalo, and was like, went into a, a, a deep depression after that. Pretty sure that was the story. Yeah. And who would have thought that... Would assume he's no longer his agent, yeah. but... And that the Blues gave up a player who would become one of the premier offensive players in the league. Kate Thompson's legit. Yeah. But I, I think you do no that one deal. Saw that coming. You yeah, do, do that out. deal 10 out of 10 times for a cup. Easy. Bergeron's played his entire career with Boston. Yeah. Since but the Blues, he joined the Blues. No, the Blues I think he was him. on the junior Blues. Would have been great to have him. With they didn't. Keith. <laughs> no. Would be Brady. Could they be I think like, he five. expressed interest in playing for the Blues. I don't know that he did. What other station in the country is doing a Patrice Bergeron segment? Probably a lot. Someone's retired. Yeah. Yeah, Who cares? Well, especially here in St. Louis because he was such a longtime key member of the Blues. Is his number going to be in the rafters at the. His birthday was yesterday. (laughs) Bergeron, you effing Barbie movie simp. That's from Carlos Spicewiener. You know what? Sometimes you got to wear it. I'll wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is Patrice Berglund? Nice try, you wrinkled orange peel. That's oh. from Blue and Four. This is a little taste of balloon party right mm-hmm. here. You make uh, a hockey misstep. Well, I was kidding. It's Patrick like it. Berglund, but Jackson said that's who I was thinking of. And I said, oh, Patrice Berglund. Do you even get the jokes anymore? You just kind of <laughs> take shots without even thinking. I got those two confused. Patrick Berglund was pretty good in his early years with the Blues. We thought he was going to be a decent player. Similar St. Louis player, hyped up, put on his pedestal. Oh, uh, don't make that Wet sound. We should have opted for Bergeron. Bergeron had a few good years here. Bergeron just went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he didn't get a Hall of Fame career here. But oh, he was damn good here. Well, he was good with the Rangers. Where did we get like the he messy was good version? Here too. I said he had a few good years here, but he's not going to the Hall of Fame because of his Blues career. No, his total career because he played for a few teams. Probably the Rangers' his best years. Have to look that up. No, go ahead. Okay. You're not going to. <laughs> I don't care. I'll look up Jeff Lottman at jefflottman.com. He has his 22 years and over half a billion in sales. 
in the St. Louis real estate market. Uh, join Compass Realty to start and build Compass St. Louis into the number one luxury brand in St. Louis. Is Compass the largest luxury broker in the world? Never turns down a referral no matter the price. Luxury is much more about the experience than the price. They treat all their clients the same way, and they can connect buyers and sellers in other cities across the globe. Visit jefflotman.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. jefflotman.com. That's Jeff Lotman. Realty online at jefflotman.com if you are looking to buy or sell a home. Work with the official realtor of TMA, and that is Jeff Lotman at jefflotman.com. If you are injured in an accident, I would like to recommend C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm. They'll take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claim. They'll deal with the insurance company and take the fight head on, allowing you to get back to what's important, which is recovering from your injuries. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important when building a case. People often wonder how injured victims get large settlements or verdicts, and the short answer is because they're represented by effective and skilled lawyers who understand how to get every dollar out of their case, and that's what you'll get at Longo Biggs Injuries. Skilled trial lawyers who will go to battle for you to fight against the deceitful tactics that you can run into with some insurance companies. C.D. and Doug are trial lawyers. They're St. Louisans. They're TMA listeners. They are trial lawyers, meaning they won't settle if there's an obstacle or complication in your case. In fact, most cases have them. And Doug and C.D. will overcome those obstacles and take your case all the way to trial if necessary. It's Longo Biggs Injury Law, accepting personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases online at longobigs.com. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. There it is. Send your emails in 15 minutes away from our Design Air Heating and Cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And uh, you can compete by sending yours in. You can compete for the Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month by going to TMASTL.com. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. That's Milagro Tequila, the listener of the month. And you should probably think I'm about, about it. it. Pierre, I'm thinking about Pierre Turgeon. Five years with the Blues, starting in 96 to the 2000 season. He scored 25, 22, 31, 26, and 30 goals. One year with the Islanders, 92-93, at 58. Best years with the Islanders. Also played with Buffalo, Montreal, Dallas. A lot of anger coming in about uh, the statement that they played that he played for the Rangers. He did not play for the Rangers. Somewhere Islanders. in New York. Islanders. <laughs> Had some huge years with the Islanders. Yeah, that's what I meant. <coughs> he had some good years with New York. Then he had scored 41 years with Buffalo. Guys, did Bergeron play with WPG? Ah. Who's WPG? <laughs> Wins per game. Listen, newsflash. Jackson doesn't know hockey. Oh. Welcome back to the presentation. Oh. You're None of this not, should be surprising. You're still not much into the Blues? No. Just not into the It's Don't not the Blues. No, we're like, there's no way you ever <laughs> like them. Not, we're only two minutes away from the, the puck dropping. It's not just the Blues, Doug. You're like painting it as like I'm anti St. Louis. I don't care about the sport of hockey. Why not? Put that off and play it now. Is it a Ledoux thing? Or it's never just, done it for me. It's not I, elite I, I, I just I watch it and I go, this is not it. This isn't it for me. It doesn't grip me. Really? Yeah. The, you never played at all, obviously. No. Well, don't say no. Like, of course, like it's beneath you. Well, like, if you play hockey, I feel like you play hockey. People don't, like, dip their toes in the old hockey world. Like, if you're going to play, you're going to play. Well, like, I played street hockey. I never played hockey hockey, but played yeah. a lot of street hockey with tennis balls. Floor and... hockey and gym class was my least favorite thing of all time. Mm, I thought it was brother. super lame. I used to get that orange puck and fill it with pellets. Yeah. 
Weigh it down a little bit. That thing would hurt. I hit a guy in the nuts one time. Jimmy Lipsitz? No, his name was, I think, his name was Bone, his last name. I can't think of his first name. Boner Stabone? Bone. Richie Stabone. Uh, he was friends with Kirk Cameron's character Michael Seaver on Growing Pains. Was he really? We were playing at 10. It was 9 to 9. Street hockey. Where I was roller hockey. You remember actually. the score? I remember this vividly. His nickname was Boner, wasn't it? No, it's Bone. I can't think of his, I can't think of his first name. He's a little kid. Ken. <laughs> no, he was kind of tiny. He was playing goalie? He was playing goalie. And uh, we were playing at 10. It was tied 9-9. This game got physical. We were playing at Hudson, Hudson Grade School in the parking lot, and there's a curb there. I mean, we're flying our skates. We're checking guys into the grass. I mean, it got physical. Well, it's 9-9. The puck comes back to me in the point. A wrist shot right in his balls. Mm. This kid fell down, just laying there, and then I got the I, puck was just laying there. I just took the rebound, top shelf. Went 10-9. to 9. We're all celebrating. This kid's sitting there holding his nuts. It's unusual that you would be the hero of one of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just so happened that I scored the winning goal. Yeah. But I hit him right in the nuts. He just fell down and sitting there in agony. And I just, yeah, the puck's right there. I was going in a little flip top shelf. Game over. Yeah. Doug, uh, KJ No Town gets paid out because he texted in. Iggy's about to bring up street hockey and a stick blade. That's from KJ No Town. Well, I mean, that makes no sense. Street <laughs> hockey stick blade. Oh, dude, Mr. Slave called it at 7.30 a.m. 7.30. How did he see that coming Look two hours Slave's ago? Look at Mr. Slave's text history. What uh, do you Doug, say? Doug, do you have Mr. Read text history? I called this story coming up today. That's from Mr. Slave. How would you know? It's okay, 7.30. Incoming tale of pockets living in the southie of Brentwood with Mickey Moran and the O'Gallagher's that will end with him getting hit in the nuts with the hockey <laughs> Wow, he did send that in at 7.37. How did he know that was coming? I don't remember some of these stories. <laughs> some of these people know they're coming two hours before yeah. you tell them. It's like Stedman in the text inbox. Uh, that was unbelievable. How that, that, what were we Slave. talking about at 7.37 that Mr. Well, yeah. Slave knew he was... You are talking Cardinals. Wow. This is unbelievable. It's Mr. Slave. Doug, Gosh. is he some kind of time traveler? Soothsayer. What are you, Outlander? <laughs> Going through the stones? Great show, by the way, if anybody hasn't watched that. <laughs> we heard. Um, no, it was a, it's, I'll always remember that day. So, yeah, I just remember this kid falling down, holding his nuts. <laughs> and you didn't care. He just flipped it top shelf, no less. That was the puck. You had to get high, I guess, because he was lying on the ground. That was the puck. Gasping for air. That was the puck we filled with pellets. And Mr. Slave knew this story was coming. It's almost coming. Two hours ago, he knew I was going to talk. And I didn't, now, I didn't talk about Mickey Regan or Jimmy Moran, so you're wrong there. Irish I think he gets credit. Yeah. <laughs> I would give him credit for that. Well, I, I actually mentioned getting hit in the nuts with a puck. I don't know how he knew that was coming at 730. <laughs> uh, Mr. Slave explains how he knew. He said, because you morons let this senile glass of orange juice... Tell the same stories over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. We don't, I don't remember them either. And the funny thing is Doug doesn't remember any of them. I don't remember that one, Which no. means I told that story maybe once, maybe twice. <laughs> but we have new really listeners. Dotum, who we believe may be the Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month, just said, I nominate Mr. Slave for Lister of the Month, Milagro Tequila. Huh. Well, that's not happening. Okay. Well, it might. He just called the story two yeah, he's hours. A, he's a time traveler. Oh, like good. Babe Ruth calling his home run good. shot. He got, one, he got one text read this month. Now all the texters at like 7 a.m. are going to text in what stories they think he's going to tell mm. that day and wait for the yeah, maybe that'll tickets be a, to cash. Maybe that'll be a new segment. What story will Iggy tell today? And then just send in your Retail. request or send in your ideas. What do you think it'll be? And the winner gets uh, nothing. Does the bragging ever stop? Doug, that's from Jim. <laughs> he's not bragging. 
Jim's like, texted in like twice in the God. last eight months. I was like 16. <laughs> Jim. I mean, it was, a, it, was a, now. it was a great. It was a great wrist shot from the point. Sure, it was a, probably the best wrist shot ever. Uh, it was a great one. Uh, I was trying to go between the pads and him right in the nuts. Uh-huh. They had to carry him off. Who was there to carry him off? The Red Cross was there. Audibly. No, his teammates had to carry him off to the car. Oh, God. It was clear from the point of a wrist shot, and he couldn't get a glove on that. It was such a great shot. It was quick. It, was, it couldn't have been that great a shot. You've got to be a bad goalie. If you can't get a, a baseball glove on a, sh- a wrist shot from the point. Roman? How else you get hit in the nuts? You miss it. My new bowl eligible says, I'm predicting the pontoon beach exploding house of Dildo story at 8.32 on Thursday. Well, if you tell me, I'm going to make sure I don't do it. <laughs> well, you're, I, I won't ball. Yeah, you can't be self-aware. <laughs> nice story, though. Uh, uh, Mr. Slave says, tomorrow morning we will Mickey. We will get Mickey Mantle crying, <laughs> Craig Bickle taking Connie Lasseter, or Ignatius winning the mile with no shoes on. That's from Mr. Slave. I think it was an 8080. I don't think it was a mile. Half mile. Whatever, whatever two, two laps around the Brentwood track is. I don't it, was eight, it used to be 880. Now it's eight, 800 meters. <laughs> Guys, Iggy, you've told the story a hundred times. I think Doug suffers from PTSD and tries not to remember anything from the show. It's from Colorado. It hasn't been a hundred times. I honestly don't remember the the wrist, the perfect wrist shot into the groin. (laughs) I don't. Maybe you've told it. I I have told it, but not a hundred times, Elsie. Come on. Here comes the Culpepper story. It's (laughs) that one we have heard. I'll never tell that again. The Culpepper story has been Mike Rainey. Every time I talk to that guy, at least at least twice a year, Mike Rainey and Ritter. Yeah. I'm not going to tell the story. Mike Rainey and Chops. They'll conference call me. Iggs, Chops, got Rainey here. Iggs, give me that Culpepper story. He came out to Dick D- or he came out to uh, Munganass when I was out there. Chops. No, Rainey. Oh. And said, come on, Iggs, tell, me, tell the Culpepper story. <laughs> Did you tell it? No. Why? Because I've told it a thousand times to him. <laughs> he must like it. Uh, it's, it's a funny story, but it's not that funny. Well, now the people that haven't heard it, no, I'm not they don't it. know the story. I'm not telling it. This is when you got in the fight at Culpepper's. There's no fight involved. You got punched. No. What happened? I'm not telling. <laughs> Rainey would like to hear it again. So what Chops Ritter? Rainey could tell it to you. Forward and backward, he's heard it so many times. Huh. Okay, I just feel like the listener's being cheated right now. <laughs> not everyone's heard it. No. You want dead air, get dead air. I'm not telling the story. I don't want dead air, I want the story. <laughs> Can we hear the Anna Cardente Mets game story where you drop the punchline that her parents spoke, quote-unquote, Cuban? It's been a couple days. That's from KG and O-Town, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> spoke Cuban. That's not a language. <laughs> I do love a Cuban sandwich. A yeah, I do treat. too. You know, fried uh, plantains. The coffee is, man. I I was getting back from Jamaica and I had like a two-hour layover in Miami. And I like to people watch in Miami. So I, they get right outside the airport is a stump. I just sat on the stump. Big stoop. Just get on a top of the stoop. Or a stoop. Yeah, it's like, I take your pick. Yeah, it's like, like there was a tree. They just you cut imagine down? just a it's big. A, stump? It's a stoop. It's like the old days. You sit no, on the, the stoop. old Miami International Airport stoop. <laughs> you sit on a like when you're a kid. You sit on the stoop and listen to the transistor radio. Listen to the Cardinals. The shadow of Pestalozzi Street down this. Um, and uh, so I just I got a Cuban coffee and sat on the stoop. My God, I had like three three sips of the Cuban coffee. I was like shaking. 
God, this stuff is so strong. What's in there? I don't know. It's just very strong coffee. And that's the end of the story there? Yeah, you said you like oh, a good she... Cuban sandwich. I was talking about Cuban coffee. Oh, well, you said you like people watching on a stoop. I do, so I, I, I was just going to see some. I was just going to get a cup of coffee because I had two hours, and it was before 9-11, so you didn't have to check in two hours before. I could just walk right up to the gate. Yeah. Um, and um, just got a Cuban coffee and sat out there to watch people and sit in the sun for a little bit and just three three sips, and I was like wired. Huh. So if you don't like strong coffee, don't get a Cuban coffee. Okay. A Blue Mountain coffee, that's a good coffee. That's Jamaican, right? Best coffee there is. Is it? Now, why do you say this? I learned something the other day. You going to write the time down or what? What? I said I gave learn some. Oh, you, I didn't hear you say learn. Yeah. So somebody 940 just, was the first. Somebody got back from Jamaica and brought me another pound of it. And uh, so I had a half a bag left over, so I gave her that. You're like Don Finucci, where people feel they need to pay tribute anytime they beak. go to Jamaica. Yeah. He wants his beak. Well, they do. They. I need a pound. You gotta like check in. No, there's there's friends that go. They always bring me back a pound. <coughs> you can't get it here. You can. <laughs> so why wouldn't you? But you don't. You don't know if it's Blue Mountain Coffee. It could just be in a packaging. Wouldn't it say that on the label? Yeah, but a lot of yeah, but it's fake. It's fake. Anybody can put Blue Mountain Coffee on a label. Well, that's uh, wouldn't that be? Well, the FDA has rules against that, mislabeling products. Sure they do. But you get around it, people bring it home. This isn't Jamaican coffee. How do you know? Well, why would they go to the trouble of doing Because that? they can put crap coffee in there. I mean, you can go to Jamaica and not get real Blue Mountain coffee, even though it says Blue Mountain coffee. That's why I bought it at the hotel, because the hotel's half... <laughs> they can't sell fake coffee. Now, if you go into the town center, wherever you want to get it at a gift shop somewhere in town, they can put fake labels on it. But a hotel could get in real big trouble if they sold fake coffee. So that's why I bought it at the hotel. Huh. It's nice. It's cheap. It's nice. Wouldn't you think the grocery stores would have the real thing, though? Well, they're Schnucks, not trying to... Like yeah, that? No. They're not trying to scam you out of different coffee. Well, it's very expensive coffee. So they can put some crappy coffee in there for like five bucks and charge... 58 bucks a pound. $58 a pound for coffee? It's something like that. 48, 58 bucks in the States. Lord. Yeah, I should have waited to duty free, but duty free is duty free is like 20 bucks. I bought it in the hotel store. It was like 45. Anyway, there's. It's a nice little coffee story. <laughs> it really was. Well, if you, if you look for good coffee, Blue Mountain is the best coffee you can buy. But it's very expensive. Sounds like it. There are some, there's some $50 coffee. $50 a pound for there's, coffee? There's some coffee connoisseurs out there. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not a coffee drinker now. That's too rich for my blood. It's grown right up in the Blue Mountains of Jamaica. Is it? Where it's nice and cool up there and yeah. the soil is perfect. Why don't we get some of that soil here? You don't have the kind of, I mean, that's constant weather there. Yeah. I mean, you go up to the Blue Mountains, it's like a 30-degree difference. I'm not going up into the Blue Mountains. That's why a lot of Jamaicans, they build their houses up there because it's not 90 to 95 degrees every day. It's in the low 70s, low humidity. Really? You're up there so high, the clouds, you wake up in the morning, the clouds are going right by your face. It's that high? <laughs> well, low it's clouds. It's like the Rocky Mountains are in Jamaica now? <laughs> low clouds. 
I do recall on our drive to the airport that there were houses way up in the mountains. Or... Yeah. And Those apparently out, were like the super nice houses. They pointed like... out a couple of celebrities who lived there. Mick Jagger has a house up there. Yeah. And I forgot somebody lives right next door to Mick Jagger. Darnell Coles. Yeah, I don't think it's Bergeron. It's not Patrice Bergeron <laughs> or Pierre Turgeon. I don't know. Either one of them. Actually, I think it was Tina Turner had a house there. You know, Mick Jagger, uh, my sister and her <coughs> husband are best friends with his son. Wait a minute. Your sister and Mick Jagger's son, son go on holidays together. Well, I like that, going on holiday. holidays. <laughs> you got to take, you gotta take the S off there, going holiday together. Holiday together, yes. Yeah. So they are very close. Your sister and Mick Jagger's son. Holiday. With her husband, yeah, her husband as well has a connection. Bill Jagger? Yeah, I don't know. He does have a few kids. Am I correct? I don't know the exact name, um, so I can't be 100%. So I, from I Jerry just... Hall or Bianca Jagger? I mean, Bianca Jagger's a really good name. Yeah. That was his wife. Well, she sounds very attractive. Well, I'm sure she, yeah, I'm sure she was. He was a huge Isn't that star. crazy? Yeah. She goes on holiday with a couple Stop of... Stop saying goes on holiday. I like that. They do call it that, though. I have to Who say. calls it that? Everybody. The Jaggers. The Jaggers might because they're from England. Where they meet them? Was he on The Simpsons once? Uh, no, it's just, I mean, it, uh, Tim, his, my, my sister's husband, would talk about the high schools that are the high school that he went to and how many celebrity children went there. It was. What high school? It's insane. I forgot the high school name. Again, this was like he just, I, I asked him about it? the high school experience. This is in LA? Los Angeles. Yeah, it's oh. LA. It was crazy, crazy. Private high school, is very, I mean, it was very... Lucrative. Well, the celebrities got to send their I, kids to school somewhere. So I do believe, Iggy, to answer your question, he met the Jaggers in high school, and they formed that connection there. And then my sister, uh, you know, got in there as well. Pretty it's not cool. Westlake High School, is it? Isn't that where, Harvard Westlake, Kevin yeah. Demoff. Isn't that like one of the premier schools there? <clears throat> I believe that's where Flaherty went, too, right? And, Max Fried and Lucas Giolito all at the same time. And Coles. Not, not Coles. Well, you're not going <laughs> to send a celebrity's kid to, like, Brentwood High School. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you live in L.A. Well, I'm sure there's a Brentwood High School out there since it's Brentwood, California. Yeah, there is. Where O.J. Simpson lived. Mm-hmm. I wonder if all those celebrities' kids are hard to handle in high school, if there might be a sense of entitlement yeah. there somewhere. Jane, I think it's... James Jagger, if I'm not mistaken. The age matches up. Yeah, old Jimmy Hag. Jimmy Jagger. Jagger. Jimmy Jagger. That's a, t- that's a tough name. That's a tough Jimmy name. Jagger. I like that. It's a good name. Jimmy Jagger. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day. Uh, what writer's strike? What writer's strike? Because Tim just had one of the best shows ever. Let me put this in perspective. I'm not talking about a Kurt Schilling catch-up on the sock fake injury. Tim has a suspect shoulder, and this humidity has to be messing with it. But this email is about being there when a guy needs you. And on Iggy's birthday, I am not going to let him down. I'm here to tell you, he did hit that guy in the goods with a hockey stick. Mickey Riggin told me that very story whilst taking my sister to prom. But this email is really about promises and how some of those can be broken. So, Doug, I am going to break mine. 1991, Miami. We made out a couple times, and it was obvious we liked each other. A lot, and I promised him I would never pressure him for more. But lately, I've been wondering about what could have been. And by could have been, I mean I want to show you my Dilly collection. It's from I'm a really 
And then the last name is Cumming. <laughs> Mr. Cummings. <laughs> I'd forgotten today was Ziggy's birthday. It's oh, it's your birthday? Name. Is yeah. it really your birthday? Uh, yeah. It's your birthday oh, today? Happy, birth- yes. happy birthday God, you are so cryptic, to you. I don't happy, birthday happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And Kevin Miller does know Mickey Regan. Wow. Maybe that's who's in the picture. This isn't you, is it? Is that Mickey Regan? Doug, here's Mickey Regan uh, sent in for the design uh, air Mickey heating Regan and cooling email. Up with Iggy Looks like Harold Ramis. Gelmo no, Ray. it's not it's Kevin Miller, I think. Looks like Harold Ramis. Okay. Wait, uh, any plans for your birthday? Yeah, I have a uh, two-hour board meeting tonight. Nice. You yeah. going to make this one? I missed the last four. I better go to this one since I'm president now. Yeah. Jackson, are all these in the filtered file really, 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 really filtered? Uh, as filtered as I can. Let me get Doug, what do you take that answer to mean? No, <laughs> the answer was no. They're not filtered I at all. I just saw a couple things that made me think I'm not 100% on, sure Jackson. these are filtered. And I'm going to buy some time here to make sure that we don't experience any oh, litigation. Get that one out of there. Which one just went away? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably not this one. Ooh, another one's going to disappear. Yeah. Hold on. The, the, the run's in there. I'm... I'm 90% confident. Okay. In all seriousness, when Tim's not on the show, this presentation lacks a certain level of intelligence and sophistication. It has a little too much, quote-unquote, public school for me. Oh. Ah. <laughs> now you can turn it off and come Why back when Tim's on. Yeah, Fine. we're all public school guys here. The only upside to Tim not being on the show is that we all get to watch Ken act like a kid at school when the teacher calls in sick and his substitute shows up. Like yesterday's third segment, when out of nowhere, Ken turned to the loyal listener who won a contest to sit in the studio and said, what's the deal with this guy over here? Can this guy talk or what? Or I still don't understand why he's here. KG and O-Town is so far, so, KG and O-Town is so far into Ken's head that he now thinks any guest to the studio is coming for his job. <laughs> As Creed Bratton once said, the only difference between Ken and a homeless person is this job. Again, I'm enjoying the show. Thanks. That's from Georgetown Apartments, selling cats, squalor, etc. <laughs> Georgetown Apartments, selling cats, squalor, etc. He's I live, new. I live in Pavilion Apartments. <laughs> I don't live in Georgetown Apartments. I give him kudos for being able to pretend to be rich this whole time, but yesterday Mr. Licks tipped his hand when he said he is going to his friend's house to watch movies in their home theater. Boom. The poor doesn't even have his own home theater. Everyone in my hut out here in Wentzville has home theater, so I'm guessing he's from Kingdom City. Oh. Even with that being said, Mr. Licks did make my Mount Rushmore of juicy boy nerfs. My Mount Rushy, me, my boyfriend Simon, Mr. Licks, and shirtless Doug at Bush Stadium. Got a scoot. That's from Doug's microphone shadow. Mm-hmm. Doug's microphone shadow. I tuned into Iggy's Springfield radio hit with Ned Reynolds. Can you imagine being so desperate to fill time that you book a guy who regularly mocks you? <laughs> To talk about a team he doesn't even watch. <laughs> he said the three Cardinals that would fetch the most are Arnott or Contreras in Goldschmidt, but they have, quote, no trade clauses. I said that. <laughs> Listen to the interview. I said they have no trade clauses. That's right. The $87 million part-time catcher slash DH that the Cardinals reportedly need to eat half of his remaining contract and or include a prospect in order to move would fetch quite the hall of talent. Iggy, to his credit, did accurately sum up Mazalek's untouchable status despite lack of postseason success before retelling his joke about GM and name only, quote-unquote, Mark Gersh. Ah. 
not being in the loop on trades. Did you say Mark Gersh to Ned Reynolds this morning? I don't know. I think I said Gersh and say his first name. And I also said that uh, what they, I didn't say Contreras could bring a boatload. I said they could get a double-A bat boy for him. Oh. He left that out of there. I don't know why anyone is excited about the trade deadline. The Cardinals are in an infinitely weaker position than they were eight months ago when they balked at the prospect cost of acquiring Sean Murphy and chose instead to overcommit dollars and years to Contreras. Meanwhile, the perceived value of the bulk of their trade assets have declined since opening day. Ever thus... Oh, I like that, Doug. I don't Ever care thus. for it. No, I don't like it. The front office will be underwhelmed by what teams are willing to pay for their inconsistent, injury-prone players. Then they'll flush the toilet on Tyler O'Neill and Jack Flaherty in exchange for some geriatric starting pitchers who peaked during the Obama administration, oh. and then they'll call it a day. This trade deadline talk is sponsored by Hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pool in Las Vegas where ladies show their breasts. It's my go-to at the masturbation station now that I know that dancing bears is fake. What hotel it's at, I haven't quite worked out, but I do believe in it. Now, let's get to what this audience really needs. A pair of men in their mid-60s arguing about sexual chemistry between desperate, horny, drunk people. Happy birthday, Iggy. It's my birthday in 170 days. Doug, that's Buck Swope. Oh, Buck Swope with a nice little email. That's what we have for the design air heating and cooling okay. email today. What you got? Well, I was going to go with Georgetown Apartments selling cat squalor, etc. until the Buck Swope email emerged, and I'm going to go Buck Swope. Yeah, I wasn't going to vote for him because there's a lot of lies in what I talked about in Springfield. Uh, but the ending, the ending was pretty good, so I'll give it a swope. Buck oh, Swope yeah. has just shipped the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. That is a win for Buck Swope. And now a two-goal lead as we head down the stretch here in the month of July. Jackson and I are going to talk it over with Taylor Twelman right at the beginning of Balloon Party, so in a matter of moments. Uh, and uh, then we will have the Lil Piddles half and half starting at like 10.15. Taylor is going to join us at the top of the show because he's spending time with Messi at uh, 10.20 Central Time. So are we, though. Yeah, we're spending time. Save some time to talk about Patrice Bergeron. That's correct. Patrice Berglund. Patrice Berglund. His wonderful career here with the the St. Louis Club. That's right. Uh, So that's coming your way here on 101 ESPN. You can jump in the YouTube there and talk it over with the 101 listeners. And, of course, text in to uh, the program as well. Time for us to shut it down for the plow, for Action Jacks, for Kenneth Iggy Schroeder. On his birthday, happy birthday, Iggy. Happy birthday. My goodness. What Thank a gala. You. Thank you. Uh, from my brother Kevin, from Douglas Elvin, Votem, to McKernan, this has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.